rugby and then CMI. Yeah. Um, I was always all about, it all started with rugby. It all yeah. started with, my ball's over there. It all started with rugby. But, <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, like, I've been told my whole life, like, you would be so good at rugby. Like, I'd always heard it in the back. I'd always watched rugby with, like, my uncles and stuff. Um, so I was very familiar with the sport, just um, being first gen. Anything else, the swimming, the basketball, was that just felt more natural in this time that you had put yeah, I mean, in? I did, yeah, I, I swimming, basketball, I did tennis. I mean, I had a, I mean, I'm an African mother. Um, <laughs> so I was, I played every single sport. I played the violin. Just because the university was changing so much to adjust to COVID that yeah. it was like, they were fighting with themselves to figure it out. And we were fighting with them to figure, like, you know what I mean? It's, that's just that's just the end of it like like a lot of emails as i said like it just worked like if there was a vision and like one thing about me i'm very good at visualizing and then like mm. putting a list. So i visualize like what do i want like yeah. I, like what do i want and listing and then how am i going to get there i think the minute i stepped on our practice field for rugby the calling happened but an eight-year plan to be on the team and i was in it within two years don't wait until you or a pro to be a pro, right? And I walk around with a rugby ball sometimes, and they're like, what is this child on? It looks like it was a heavy hit. It's up, it's not up. You know, that's the first time I played, like, professional. I'm making rugby money. How can I make money outside of it? And there's two Scottish guys, and they said, oh, you're, um, you're here for the movie. That rugby is a game for all shapes and sizes, all cultural um, aspects. And he looked at me and he said, you guys are awesome. rugby. <laughs> Yo, what's up everybody? Welcome to another great episode of Grow Rugby. My name is Gift Gift Tommy Bailu, and this is the show where we speak to people about the opportunities that they have found, created, or taken advantage of via rugby. You know, right now it's a new season that's about to come. Well, we're almost about a month away from a new rugby season. And guys, I want you guys to be able to enter into this season with the right amount of fire. Go get your highlight and hype videos. I got you guys taken care of. You guys can go over to gifttimeproductions.com slash highlights. Y'all want to be able to get great piece of art to be able to represent for your team, represent for yourself. Let people know what is going on with you and be able to know that you have the power. I, I should do that more. The power. <laughs> Yo, you just want to be able to make sure that people know what's going on with you and you can be able to do what you need to do. Uh, but more importantly, that you can show off exactly what you have. So definitely come check us out. GiftTimeProductions.com slash highlights. And one other thing, Rugby Outlet Mall, we are right off the bat, right off the bat, we got our shirts, new gear coming through, um, definitely check out some of our other stuff that's been going on, you wanted to get a look at it, shape up for the new season, you know, bring that fire for the new season, and you know, every month we're going to be trying to bring in a new design or so to be able to uh, give you something to rock about. So, with that being said, uh, I'm very excited for our guest for today. Coming straight out of Howard, uh, she's been a co-founder, she's getting more and more well-known, and honestly, just absolutely dope person. Like, she's, she, this is someone who, to watch for in, in multiple fields, almost yeah, it, it wouldn't matter where she's in, I think she'd be great in it. Takunda Rusiki, um, Captain for Howard Women's Rugby, uh, founder of Howard Women's Rugby, uh, and and just one of the people that are leading the way in a lot of things uh, when it comes to the HBCU rugby space. Uh, just a great conversation, to be honest with you, and just to learn so much more and get just the energy of what it is to be in this realm. Guys, I'm not even going to hold you off for too much longer. Definitely want you to check this out. So without further ado, introduce you. To Takunda Rusiki. Check it out. Grow rugby, 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 grow rugby. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another great episode of Grow Rugby. I got a big time V, Super I, and of course, 
The P of P. I never get that last part, the P of P, the person of person. Anyway, we got the VIP <laughs> coming straight from the DMV, holding it up for H-E-R-D. No, okay. We got the Howard University, rugby women, <laughs> captain, co-founder, Fecunda Ruiski. Oh, man, I think I got it wrong. But... Okay. <laughs> Fakunda, thank you so much, especially with all my screw-ups on that. And even though we said this multiple times because I, I suck a name. But Takunda, one of the – I'm not going to lie. One one of my the people that I've been wanting to talk to, and I, I'll say to you, I've been wanting to talk to you for months. <laughs> months has been wanting <laughs> to do this. So to finally get this done, Takunda, thank you so much for coming through. Of course, through. of course. You know, I, I have to say, you know, whenever you guys first started the the Howard Rugby Women's Program, what was this? Technically, you guys talked about it end of 2020 was whenever first, but really its revelation came in uh, 2021. Yep. But you guys have been, I think, exceptionally uh, unique and and really great with how you guys have presented it, um, presented yourselves to the world. Uh, not very many rugby programs, and I can say very, very few, are really capable of creating a hype around, uh, especially into launch. And uh, I, I give a lot of credit because a lot of people give you the credit. So, you know, I'm, I'm getting it to the source. So, uh, you know, credit where credit is due. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but it took a lot of people. I mean, this was a huge group effort for sure. I mean, it was so it was months and months of work, talking, meetings, drafting, emailing, months and months wow. and months. <laughs> Yo, I love it. And you know, it, it it's it, it's a dream. We're gonna get into it because you know, I, I I love to I, I want to get into deep dive of, of how this and 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 of course with you. Yeah. But like of course, you know, it, it is a group effort and obviously multiple people, but I've always said, if you don't have a lightning rod to be able to attract that energy, it makes it incredibly difficult to be able to do anything else. So, uh, you know, way to be the lightning rod and proving the power of the point. Yo, we needed one great person, and then everybody else comes along uh, for the ride as well, too. Thank you. It's been it's been a ride for sure. It's <laughs> it's only getting started. I mean, I'm only going to my junior year of college, so we have two more years, and I want to finish with a bang. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> So, you know, I always like to say, I every every superhero origin, every superhero has their origin story. And uh, Takunda, I want to know what is your origin story? So I ask you, how did you get started with rugby? This question has so many layers. Um, I'm going to start Ooh. off with, I was um, an athlete growing up. I played, so I was a swimmer, a competitive swimmer. Um, from very young ages all the way up until like early high school I basketball I was really into basketball um and I think over the years just like having different experiences in different sports um I very quickly learned like what I was good at what I wasn't good at and I quickly learned one of my strengths was being strong um my sophomore year of high school I decided off of a whim um after just basketball is a hard sport um I was really into basketball for the longest time um, after swimming. And I always kept swimming. Um, I was a lifeguard throughout high school. I was um, lifeguard. I did like Red Cross and all that stuff. So even when I stopped swimming competitively, swimming was still a big part of my life. It's in your um, blood. It, yeah. it basically became part of your blood at that point. Yeah. It's, yeah. And even now, like I teach some lessons like here and there, like now, like it's always been something that I've done. Um, but when I stopped swimming competitively, I really got into basketball in high school. And growing up in the DMV, DMV basketball, it's tough. I mean, it's tough. The culture is tough. And I, I'm very competitive. I thrived in that competition. But it's it's really tough. So um, my sophomore year, I decided to kind of not only really take a break from basketball, but kind of just try something new. And I tried throwing um, for track. And I made varsity my first try. And nice. I went all the way to States. And it was the best experience. Like, probably the best athletic experience I've ever had. And that's when I really realized that I was strong. And that was something I wanted to hone in on. And I was like, okay, like I've been told my whole life, like you would be so good at rugby. Like I'd always heard it in the back. I'd always watched rugby with my, my uncles and stuff. Um, so I was very familiar with the sport, just um, being first gen. Um, right. But after that experience with track, that's when I was like, okay, like I really am going to give this a shot. And I gave it a shot the following year, my junior year, and the rest is history. So, so for you, kind of like, 
What was it so much that was the connection that made shot put to rugby versus basketball to rugby? So, first off, I was horrible at shot put. Let's start there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Javelin. Javelin. (laughs) Discus. 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 Oh, okay. Okay. I I actually, I'm packing up my apartment right now, and I actually had my disc. I I actually have discs lying around the house because it's a great great weapon. Like, if somebody were trying to intrude me, like. Facts. it's a great weapon. So I actually have some, a couple around the house. I wish like I had one in like arm's reach, but yeah, I was just. <laughs> I like, uh, see, this is, this is true DMV value. You know, there's, there's throwing stars. There's throwing knives. No, 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 no. We're going to weaponize these track competition <laughs> elements. This gets you into, br- and you know what? Those discs are actually thin enough and hard enough to do some like legitimate damage. Oh! A girl in high school on practice, I'll never forget this, and I'm not going to say her name. She, this, she, the discus, she was right outside um, the the disc cage. Remember, it's a whole cage, yeah. like, for, for javelin, discus, hammer on, all of that. And my high school, they refused to, that, that's a story for another time. But, <laughs> but the, she, long story, long the short of it, she got smacked. Like, the, the like, one of the boys went to throw, and she was just yeah. a little too far out from the cage. She got smacked. An ambulance had a rush on the track. She had stitches popping out. We were taking our shirts and sweatshirts off to control oh, the blood. What, though, though, and it was that day when I said, not only is this an amazing sport, <laughs> this, this is a weapon. This is self-defense. This, this is self-defense. self-defense. And, I and I don't per- I personally don't believe in guns. I'm not really into them. So yeah, I have discus around my house. I mean, look, you don't need guns whenever you have a projectile, a literal projectile that you, that you try to use. No, I, I feel that. I feel that, you know, some people go archery, you know, some people are like, hey, I want to slingshot. You said, hey, I'm going to use this discus. And you know what? I both respect and admire that. Yeah, I like so. the double usage of this. Because Fun people fact. don't always find a way with track, you know? It's just like, hey, I can run, I can throw these balls, I can throw the javelin, but they don't actually say, hey, what's the real world value? I'm going to do this. <laughs> for sure so yeah so long long and the short of it that experience being a thrower um my sophomore year and going so far in such a short amount of time mind yeah. you i got injured and i i tore my like i i like had a t- like a, a like a lesion in my mcl in the middle of the season and i still Whoa. made it to states and that experience of just like like making varsity that young, like going all the like doing. I was the first girl to make it to states for my high school, like ever. Yeah. So like that that whole experience, like I feel like it just like changed my athletic trajectory. Where I was like, okay, like I am strong. This is some a strength that I had, and I'm gonna harper in on it. So it was almost like it, so basically it was just like because I can do because everything else, the swimming, the basketball was that just felt more natural and is time that you had put yeah, I mean, in i did I, I swimming basketball i did tennis i mean i had a i mean i'm an african mother um so i was i played every single sport i played the violin um i was on honor roll I don't, yeah so you know you know how this goes training so, for yeah for the full full collective i i want my doctor <laughs> to be able to take care of herself in all facets yeah I understand. <laughs> yeah so you know <laughs> um but specifically this experience, that's why I was like, okay, I'm strong. And not yeah. only am I strong, I like this. I yeah. like I like this feeling and I want a sport where this is celebrated. And right. the following year, um, I found a local rugby was very few and far between. Um, it's not really in a lot of the high schools, um, but there's a lot of clubs. So right. I found, started practicing with local clubs while still playing like my high school sports right. and just practicing, getting into it, practicing, going to practice, you know, that type of thing. And then um, my, that following year, um, not that following year, I mean like that, like following spring, I started yeah. playing and like, that was it. Like I was, that was it. And Who then was the first club that you ended up starting to play for. So I started practicing with Chesapeake women's. I didn't play with them because right. obviously it was a women's club. So I wasn't able to play with them because I was still in high school, but I right. would practice with them. And I think that gave me a really good, just like base just because like what I honestly was like, just watching they're, them. And like, they were like, they were like women. Like, you know what I mean? Talent, they're talented yeah. rugby team as well too. Yeah. Constantly mm-hmm. in co- competition. Yeah. So just watching them and practicing with them, like that was always so cool. And then yeah. I'm a visual learner. So Cup of Nations, I love like, uh, that's when I started watching MLR. Yeah. Um, Premier 15s had kind of started on Flow Rugby around that time. Right. So I started watching some of that. 
And then the first official team I started playing for um, competitively was the Marauders. And then just, and that was like, Marauders was about an hour away from my place. But luckily I start, um, I started driving, so it was fine. And gas was still like $2 then, so. You know, it was, it was the good old days. The good yeah, old days, gas was still know? like $2 then, so, you know, whatever. <laughs> oh, oh, that's facts. So, like... So there was something interesting that you kind of pinpointed because obviously you're Zimbabwean. So rugby is already innate within the culture of Zimbabwe. I had a chance to talk to this guy, Kasech uh, uh, Shengenji. Uh, I actually, um, he's as somebody that I'm familiar with. My dad went to school with him. <laughs> the small world, the small world of the, of the, of the African population, especially whenever you go to the citizen to citizen. Ah, the African it. rugby community, especially in the U.S., yeah. That that is a discussion. That is a discussion. Not for yeah. another time. For later on, because it, yeah. it, it does speak to the volume of of of, of that connection. Mm-hmm. But so you, you you have this this you know talking to him. He, he told me about you know how deep it is within Zimbabwe, and so for you, like obviously you know you were a swimmer initially, but you said like your your uncles and stuff always talked about it. Yeah. What no. was experience like at, at at your house was it something that you guys played had like on tv or is it something that you guys yeah followed? so whenever it was on tv like my mom would put it on um, yeah i was but really? like yeah whenever it was on tv like i grew up what like i knew when cup nations would be around on like what i it grew up on i grew up with it on the tv especially yeah. the international tournaments um yeah i just grew up whenever it was on whenever rugby was on and like broadcasted like yeah it would be on the TV, yeah, like, really- yeah. Did your family? Did your parents play, or did they? Well, have an my dad, my dad played. My dad nice. played. He wasn't very good. Um, mm. He always says that. He always says that I'm <laughs> way better than he ever was. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> hey, you know what they always say? Like, you know, the great ones come out from the ones that they played, but they were sides. So then, when their kids yeah. play, that's whenever they're best. But my uncles, but my uncles were actually good. My dad nice. wasn't good, but my uncles were good. Um, and hearing just like their experiences now they have really crazy stories that I've heard growing up and that's definitely why um I actually always wanted to play rugby like especially when I like got older but my yeah. mom kind of postponed it for as long as she can- could because she grew up watching like crazy things um, right. she, like, it, I mean she grew up going to games she saw my uncle like dislocate her his collarbone and like crazy oh, wow. stuff like that so my mom actually really postpone she's not i would say postpone but she really pushed me to like gain athletic experience elsewhere before i started playing rugby because i think that i think she knew that once i started playing rugby it was probably locked in yeah (laughs) i think she probably knew in the back of her head um so yeah and i honestly i'm glad she did though because i don't think i don't i I just i don't think i will i don't know i think playing all those sports gave me such a good base and experience i wouldn't trade that for anything yeah, you know, I, I think that's one of the biggest the arguments that get made. And I, I sometimes have this issue whenever people are like, yo, you know, you need to be able to be able to be able to play elite level. You need to start playing whenever you, you basically start specializing almost whenever you first come out out the womb and, and start playing. Yeah, but I think there's such a value and we see it in literally every other sport that I, you need I, to have the, the mixed elements of all these different knowledges and sports, especially when you're young. Specialize as you get older, cool, but I mean personally, I chose to go to Howard, but I had offers for track and I had offers for rugby. You can like you can do both. Like there's and that's not like that's not weird. Like I know multiple girls who had similar, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. like I don't think you can I don't understand this notion that you can only be successful in one track. Um agreed. Yeah. I agree at all. And I think it's very limited because, again, also it, it, it takes into the account that you you don't have fluidity there. And, and I think especially as you get better and you, you, you build your reaction time, that knowledge and fluidity that you can utilize from one sport to the next transfer very well. And you're like, OK, I know how to push myself because of what I did over here. And then I can adapt it here and gives maybe a different showing that throws off, gives me an advantage over my opponent and yeah. helps my team. You know, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. So, I definitely, I've, and like, not even just in sports, but just in general, I never understood. I always felt like, um, it was always like your athletic or your academic, right? Right, like, as as much as I love the field, I love doing research, I love doing things like that as well. I I don't believe any you can be successful in 
what however many tracks as you want to be successful in. Agreed. I I think you know what's the funny thing? I think that academic athletic uh 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 um merging really kicked off heavily, maybe in the last 10, 15 years. Now, mind you, always there's always people who could do both, but I, I would you would normally find, especially when it comes to the medical research side. Uh, or yeah. to the researcher side, that typically yeah. if they were doing athletics, it was running, it was cross country, it was marathon, it was stuff that yes. was yes. arduous on the so. body, yeah. right? Yeah. But I think in recent years, it has been, not that it was discovered, but it's been more accepted and people are more outspoken about being able to say, hey, I can play what would be considered the a contact sport or a tougher sport or a more traditionally uh, popular sport and also be highly academic and it becomes more expected uh, to be so. So whether it's yeah. football players and you have that, I, I think I go with like the Seattle Seahawks and Richard Sherman, who's a Stanford graduate who also is an elite, was an elite player. Like the two work together. And in fact, exactly. can be a benefit. A hundred percent. hundred percent. So um, speaking to that point, um, I'm a nursing major, so I just got into the Howard Upper Division program. So congratulations! Thank you. I did not think it, it was. Whew, this this STEM life is a hard life, but work, work work has been put in, but it has been fulfilled. It is being fulfilled. Life, this STEM life is a hard life, but I'm definitely I'm excited to like start clinical and like I just got my schedule, uh, my register, like I finished my registration, so nice. super excited for that. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I love that. So for you, you know, kind of as it, whenever you're doing high in high school and you're kind of building that base, um, is this something that you always felt innate when it comes to like the research, the wanting to learn, maybe not even learn, but to gather? I always knew I was was going to work in the medical field. I always, I always knew, um, my sophomore year going to my junior year of high school, yeah. I participated I'm um, in national youth leadership forum. They had, um, like medicine program. I don't know. It's called like envision. I don't know if it still exists. I feel like people still go. I feel like yeah. it's still pretty common for a lot of, um, people to go. They have different programs in a lot of different fields, like law, medicine, whatever. Um, and like a couple kids from like a lot, like every high school, I feel like across the country, like get invited to go. So nice. I went to their medicine program my sophomore my going into my junior year of high school at st john's university um in queens and i spent like a couple weeks there in the summer in the dorms and like went to class and went to clinical went to the hospital and all that stuff and i absolutely loved it and that just like conf- it honestly just like confirmed for me so when i applied to college i applied to um nursing programs and yeah so oh. i always knew and even when things have gotten tough like because with the prereqs and everything because howard is cool. a um, Howard is a get in nursing program. So some nursing programs you automatically get in when you apply to the school, mm-hmm. but Howard is a program where you have to like apply, like you apply into the program after two years. And right. like, that was pretty, that was pretty stressful for me. And honestly, that was kind of my hesitation with picking Howard. That was really my only hesitation, that academic piece. Cause it was like, Oh, you know, you never, you don't know what's going to happen. And right. there was, and honestly they did um, admit a lot of kids and stuff, but I just plugged through. I had an internship. I last summer I did research at Yale, and I honestly think that's what gave me the like kind of like I guess ahead. Um, yeah. Because there was a, there was a lot. Our application pool was a lot of kids. Um, so I was gonna I was gonna say because especially because it's such a late it's a late selection. So so much more is the proof that you have to do in those first two years, and it puts so much weight on being like I cannot screw up versus screw up. if exactly. you're able to enter into exactly. yeah like. Yeah, it's a tightness. It's a tightness. That tightness plus, and at the same time, I was trying to get like rugby off of the ground. Like I, I mean, I've had a. It's been this. Like I've learned so much. Like definitely, I don't put as much pressure as my on myself now as I used to. But I mean, I've definitely. It has not been easy. I mean, look, the best, the great, the best things are never, they never are easy, but they, you, you you are able to learn so much from the process. The Mm. results are the results but the process is what changes everything and how it actually transitions mm-hmm. over into that next phase so for you let me ask this because you kind of spoke on this mm-hmm. what was you you spoke about having the opportunity to be able to do stuff with track with rugby and academically what led to your decision to want to actually choose howard uh, and i know you're a dmv person so you, there's right there yeah. but you have a lot of options in that little four-hour rotation uh, well honestly uh, most of my options i had 
quite as I had a few DMV options, but a lot of my options were not actually in the DMV. Yeah. But I mean, COVID, COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there's a <laughs> COVID. <laughs> COVID. That'll help uh, segment things a little bit, filter things down a bit. <laughs> COVID, and then also just like I like you know COVID. Just I think COVID shook, shook up everyone's world. Um, mm-hmm. I'm the oldest. I have. <laughs> I'm the oldest. I have two little siblings. I have two little sisters. Um, nice. My mom's side, who I grew up with, um, who I'm very, very close to. And I have a little brother um, on my dad's side. And, like, I'm the oldest. So, you know, with COVID, there were some family things where I felt like I might want to stay a little closer than I originally thought. Because right. originally when I was with college, I um, loyal to Chicago. I was really considering them um, with track and academics. Um, that was one of the – there was a couple schools I was really considering – like all over the place with um, track and rugby. Right. But again, I just like really felt compelled to kind of stay closer to home. Mm. Uh, I don't think I'm going to do the same thing for grad school. Right. But spread, I mean, you, you know, you spread, yeah. you spread the wings a little bit, but the yeah. foundation was But I, I definitely felt like I, yeah. So I wanted to stay a little closer to home, um, which kind of like narrowed down my list a lot. And then right. once my list got narrowed down a lot, when I was like, I want to stay closer to home, it happened to be like in that same week that Brianna Taylor happened. Mm. And I think the combination of both, and then I was looking at my list kind of like in like that kind of like closer to home radius, but not still not like super close. Cause I grew up in Baltimore and like, that's where my family is. Oh, um, yeah. So I grew up in Baltimore, um, but I was Baltimore Towson area. Um, yeah. I know it well. Yeah. So like, that's where my family is. So I wanted to go like, not super close, but not super far either. So when I was looking at that list and then like, kind of just like looking at like the different like options and like um, scholarships and stuff, I was like, Howard did give me a pretty like good, like academic um, scholarship package. Um, So then I was like, okay, like just like looking at my options and stuff. Ultimately I was like, all right, like, I think I'm going to, at least I think I was like, I'm going to go to Howard. Like I'm going to go. Um, I want to be a part of the history. Right. Um, I knew they didn't have a rugby team. And at first it was something I didn't, at first my idea was like, I'm just going to play club in the area. Cause there's a right. lot of, there's a lot of women's club teams in the area. Of course. So at first that's what I was thinking. Then when COVID happened, I was just like sitting in the house, mm. like kind of bored with COVID. And I wasn't really working cause COVID, my parents didn't really want me to work. Right. Um, so I was kind of like bored in the house. And I was like, hmm, like, I really can. And I was like still running and like active and like working out and stuff. But mm-hmm. I was kind of just like, and I was in contact with some of the local women's teams. But just like, as the more I thought about it, I was kind of just like, I don't know, like, why? I mean, if I'm sitting here at home, like I have all these group meetings, like, why not? I kind of just kind of, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. why not? Maybe just like see if there's an interest. And right. then it was around that same time I saw like Daniel, like on Twitter posting about like wanting to get men together um and then i messaged daniel on twitter and then the rest was history <laughs> nice yeah it was kind of combining the two and and and, and yeah. it's interesting I, I i you kind of speak on something that really really catches my my attention and it was during that time of covid so obviously we all had our reaction and you know yeah. it, it impacted us all in different ways yeah but i think there's we speak a lot and forgive me for being using utilizing the term, but I, I got to separate some generationalness. But when it comes to the, your this gen your Gen Z population generation, oh god, I feel so old saying this. But I feel so Gen Z. Like I'm curious as to, especially as being black, black women, and DMV, and you're living in Baltimore. This is a very black area. But um, how did how did you personally feel between? The Breonna Taylor situation, mm. and then obviously the the George Floyd situation, and then everything. I mean, I grew up like I grew up five minutes down the block when from Freddie Gray. Yeah. So I mean, honestly, I just felt like I think I felt like what every other young black kid felt like. Like, I mean, what are we supposed to do? Like, should should like should we feel safe going outside? Like, right. can we can we like can, can can we just be like? I think all I think all black young black teenagers. Just, <laughs> really just thought to ourselves like can we just be i mean brianna taylor was an emt young black career driven female just sleeping in her house right i mean thank god they finally arrested those guys yeah (laughs) only took it three years yeah no big but i'm just saying though she was just and like i mean that's most of us i mean most of us are just black females like she was 
an EMT, working as an EMT, starting up a nursing school. That's most of us. Like just like starting up, just in school, like just right. living. And I think for for me, I was like, I do not. And then I, that was around the same time where um, I don't know if you heard about the Yale story where that um, black student was taking a nap. Um, a black female student was taking a nap, and somebody called the police on her. Um, yes, she just fell asleep. She just it, fell asleep studying when she was inside the the study room in the public yeah. study room, and they were like, yeah. you, "You go to the school," and he's like, yeah I, "Yeah, I have a, a tag." Like, or she had a yeah. tag, but they still didn't believe her. Right, exactly. And for me, like. I was considering some schools in upper, like upper north. Um, yeah. A lot of the upper northern schools have rugby. I, I, I obviously, you know, I think, you know, I don't think all the schools are like this. But right. you know, being a younger, younger, you know, teenager making this decision about where I'm going to go, and this is what I'm seeing on the news like every other day. And Howard did happen to give me a really good academic package. I was like, yeah, I'm going to take. I want to take my talent somewhere where I'm going to be appreciated. And right. I don't need to be afraid to fall asleep while studying in my library. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, I, the reason even I ask, I, I agree, is because I know for me, uh, a lot of this started to, it, it starts to hit a repetition, obviously. So for me, I think that the, the biggest highlight that impacted for me was uh, whenever, um, uh, what's his name? It's with um, the oh kid God, in Florida. Kamala in the back. Yeah, right. My Kamala calendar. <laughs> Rick, the support, yeah. Was, um, of course. <laughs> was uh, whenever um, uh, the kid in Florida uh, passed in 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so it, it, it kind of started the, the escalation of the internet revelation of improper deaths of, 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 of black citizens. Right. And that one was just slightly different because... Um, uh, the guy who who oh my goodness with the hood. Why am I forgetting names? See, this, this has just been so many. But, been, and that's the problem. That's yeah. the problem. So, so that's why I was like, yeah. from, oh from that point, yeah. From that point, it was just like, okay, we got hit by that. We it, and it spread because of the internet, solely because of the internet, and that was yeah. the early stage of social media. And so it was. It started to become a repetition for right. the next few years. Another but, thing for me specifically was I was considering going to a military academy. And really, yes, because military did you do ROTC or well, the military academies had a really have a really good rugby. Norwich yeah. has a really good women's rugby. That's right. specifically the program um, that I was in close conversation with and considering. Um, and they have really good rugby, and I I love rugby. This is not I love rugby, and I love structure. Um, right. I love rugby. I love structure. I I start. I don't. I love structure, but I thrive under structure. It, so it's, I, you like you like the frame, give you the framework, but don't tight hold me tight right, into it. Right. So I and thrive. Martin was the name I was trying to think of. Sorry. Yes. Yes. I thrive under structure. Yeah. So I was very much considering some of the military schools, but I think just seeing like with some of the things with, like Trump and stuff, and just realizing I was like, am I really going to go to a military school and do like for a country that would let this happen to people? Yeah. Like let this happen to people that look like me. And the answer was no. So yeah, yeah, I, and, and that that does interest. And, and the only other reason is because everything you, you come as as they say a more digital native. You know, you grew up into this. So mm-hmm. how you access and deal with with uh, information online differs a little bit from uh, how I guess I guess now I guess a middle older millennial because mm-hmm. of the fact that we have this like middle yeah. ground is went from the newspaper. And then you see the headlines and then you learn how to use the internet. And then you understood how social media discourse did, because I, I basically grew my discourse through so many fights, so many arguments via, via, uh, you know, MySpace to Facebook and then to Twitter and et cetera. Yeah. So for you, whenever it comes to seeing this information, your worldview prior to, let's say Brianna Taylor and everything that happened with Yale, what was, what do you feel your worldview was? And then oh. how it might have changed afterwards. So I'm going to be really honest. I think yeah. I always was very aware of these things because growing up the Baltimore police. Yeah. Like I, 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 knew, I had friends. I didn't have an older brother, but I had friends who had older brothers. I had, I had friends who were, you know, six, four, six, five, who right. were, like, who had situations where they were maced at like 15, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't mm. think uh, personally, I don't think I ever had that like ignorance or that naive that you know the, it was. An I don't the world that, is, yeah. is equal. Yeah, I don't think I ever had. I just don't think I ever really had that. Yeah, 
you know, I, I, I for me, whenever, especially because of uh, having Nigerian parents, um, so you know, whenever that we, as well. I mean, yeah, my mom's uh, my mom's an immigrant. I mean, of, right? Yeah, my mom is an immigrant. I watched her. I mean, my mom has been very fortunate. She has an amazing career. Shout out to my mother. Shout out to my mother. She's about to get shout out. She, shout out. Shout out to my mama. She's about to graduate with her doctorate, actually, in a, like less than like three months. Yes. Congratulations. No, my mom, honestly, like she has taught me like every hard work, perseverance, the importance of education. My mother. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So but needless to say, she had me when she was eighteen, nineteen. She was right. an immigrant. Um, she was trying to get herself back into school, back into college. Of course I watched, I watched my mother fight through that. So I don't think I ever had an ignorance that, you know, the world was fair and there was an equal playing field. Do you think the way that she balanced to the point that I was going to say, one of the things that I feel has always been able to protect me from the, the, the weight of all that Mm. is for me, my parents always kind of presented us as like, you know, you know, you're from Nigeria, you're of Nigeria, you're from the US, but you're not of the US, if that makes sense. So understand yeah. that you have this connection, this direct connection to a homeland that you have uh, um, 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 significance with. Yeah. And so don't let the aspects of what happens here create your identity for you. For yeah. you, was, did your parents set that boundary for you as well? Or was it something that you learned? Or um, I mean, honestly, I think like I grew up very much like in both, honestly. Like, again, like I, I like I grew up in very much like both cultures, yes. um, for example. Yeah, just I feel like I grew up in both cultures that very much I didn't let it define me. But at the same time, like I'm a, like my I'm a citizen here. Like we live here or my whole family is here. Our lives right. are here. Like right. my mom's like this is our lot. Like we this is like this is our my, my mom is a citizen. Like this is this is our family. Like this is where we live. This is our like lot. This is our home. So right. I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I, on one hand, yes. But on the other hand, I don't think I'm not exempt by anything that happens on the news. Of course. Yeah. But I guess it's, it's more of just like being able to, to push through the emotional way. Cause you know, yeah. sometimes like where it's just like, it gets to be too much. Oh and yeah. I mean, obviously, you have. but yeah. I think, you know what, that's why I'm at Howard because when yeah. it gets to be too much, like I, and even when I do like, you know, move on from Howard, I'm going to have that alumni network. I'm nice. going to have these connections that I made. Like that was that to me, that's why I wanted to come to, that is why I wanted to come to Howard because I will forever have some, you know, I will forever be able to look and, you know, have that community. Word, word. And I think that's, that's one of the realest things, especially whenever you go choose a university that, that especially within the HBCU system, I, I think that network is probably one of the most lauded components that mm. go like, you know, an HBCU attendee, and another one, even if you're rivals within that system, in totality, there's a family aspect that goes along. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's that's dope. And I and I also feel as if I'm only gonna get that more. And as hopefully monkeypox does not ruin our semester. And it's no, also like oh, we have so many like um it's A226. There's so many girls coming in. I'm so excited to like get that. I'm so excited to like, you know, be an upperclassman, like and be able to like do the tours and stuff and like help them through that. Um, you know, be that big sister on campus for them. I'm just, I'm so excited for the experiences ahead. No, I love that. I love that. So I want to kind of follow into what you guys were doing with, with rugby and that entrance into, to Howard, because it also sounds like you're very involved within the, uh, student life component of Howard Uh, University. mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, so I think honestly, the way it kind of works because we are at the club level, Mm-hmm. Um, we're still very much under the student life or like office. Right. So yeah, so I am very much still, I am very like involved with that um, because obviously being president, um, president, um, all leadership, like top leaderships have to like be a part of student life to kind of like make sure that your organization is abiding by the principles of the student life office. Yeah. Um, so, but so far it's been a really cool experience to, be a part of that and work with the office um, about like a couple of days. I'm going to go to this leadership retreat. And I think that would be a great experience to meet like nice. other leaders within organizations. I hope to make more connections. I'm sure I hope to recruit, 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 recruit. That's a- um, I was like, look, did you, did you enter into student life uh, work first and then the rugby came after, or was it like, student life because came after. Rugby, it went student to student life came life. After. Yeah. yeah. So rugby and then student life. Yeah. 
Um, I was always all about – it all started with rugby. It all yep. started – my ball's over there. It all started with rugby. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. I, I, and I love it because, again, it speaks a little bit to what you need to do to formulate um, a, a proper foundation. Because having that access point gives you access to the new ideas that the school is trying to push, to the students as well. So for you, though, and I, I want to – because everybody talks about we, – we know the good. And, you know, but what were some of these challenges that you guys had whenever you guys put it in? Because I've, I've heard a number of things, but, you know, I want to I want to speak directly. You know, what were some of the challenges that you guys had with it? Because I know I've yeah. had my challenges with like Southern University as well. Yeah, honestly, just admin. I mean, so I think and I honestly think COVID really played a big part because the university was really trying to adjust to that mm-hmm. um, and adjust their policies and how new organizations were going to come about within COVID. Right. Um, so I think reduce the amount of contact that there's going to be physically having. Yeah. So I think that's really what played a huge part just because the university was changing so much to adjust to COVID that yeah. it was like they were fighting with themselves to figure it out. And we were fighting with them to figure like, you know what I mean? It was just like, like sense. it was just a hot mess. But I think now because they've kind of settled with COVID, um, I would say now working with the university, it's not as treacherous as it was. Yeah. Do you feel like the, the, the connection has been um, has been shaped a little bit more, has been strengthened a little bit more? Oh, now? yeah. So I also think Howard is very much, you have to earn everything. So yeah. I think we need to, I think we needed to have, I think we needed to do a few things. I think we needed to kind of like earn that, you know, notoriety before mm-hmm. they were going to want to work with us. And I think now that we've, you know, kind of like we've earned, we've earned our place in the room. Now it's, yes. I wouldn't say as I wouldn't say we have nearly as many issues as we used to working with that. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And a lot of it always is like, how do I build the connection with the people? Because it's always the person first and Mm -hmm. then, then it's the label of the university. Right. And you're always having to make sure it's like, okay, I'm good with you individual. Then once it's there, it kind of opens up from there and slowly Mm -hmm. build more and more. So as you guys have gotten stronger within that, um, how have you guys felt like, not even let me rechange that. Like, how has the process of getting the information out to the Howard uh, about Howard Rugby been? Because, um, you know, yeah. you guys have been able to get a unique amount of media attention along with it. So, can you speak on how how that's been processing? Yeah. And, and yeah. So I personally, I'm very good speaking to people conversational wise. Like, yeah. I, I love this is what I love. Like, I love this, it. I as much as I love the game, but I love talking to people about the game more. Like I love, and I love bringing people to the game. Like I love bringing, especially outreach. Like I want to bring people to the game. So I think just like talking and just like being good at that. Like, I think naturally, like once we were able to like get one media thing, it was kind of like, oh, like, and especially because like, because we like, I, we are like a good team, a team who is really good at bringing people and like getting people to like, want to be a part. I think it just kind of, the ball just kind of rolled from there um, is what I would say. Um, but it's really it's just like talking to people, as you said, um, it's right. all conversations. Yeah, and that, that makes sense. But I mean, even still, like being able to get the CBS feature, getting the Washington Post feature, like <laughs> a lot of people talk, but a lot of people don't talk and actually get the features at the same um, time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like what I do. Grab on it, woman. We don't need humility here. I, <laughs> you know, I mean. That is true. That is true. I think, I think one, I, there's a unique story here. Um, I think two, women's rugby really is coming up in the U S right now. Yeah. Um, women's rugby is really coming up and I love black women in rugby. I mean, Naya Shea, I mean, hello. I mean, there's all, there's so many, like it's really coming up. So I think, and then Iona Mar, um, yeah. what the women did the, the, with the Olympics with the Olympics and like the TikTok and all those yeah. things. Like they really, I, I honestly think they, I should be thinking them. They got the, I, I really think there's a new engagement with women's rugby um, yeah. that has been found recently. And I think I just capitalized on that uh, with my unique story. Yeah. You know, I, and that makes sense. Cause I, I mean, look, I, I don't think there was any secret in, no, I guess you know many people didn't really even say, but for me, I've always had a belief. I was like, look, rugby has the advantage because of the fact that rugby has a women's side that has equal exact ruling. Everything is equal. There's no adjustment yes, to make yes. it the, favorable uh, look, or not lacrosse, favorable. but most other sports do. I played lacrosse. Lacrosse, our sticks were shorter. We didn't yep. have the nets. Um, yep. we no helmets, so we couldn't hit yep. on the top. 
Um, same thing with um, basketball, basketball, softball instead of baseball. Exactly. I mean, there is a unique niche here, and I think people have loved that. And I think it's really, I think that I think that's what's really gotten this engage the engagement in of people in women's rugby. Word. Yeah, and it hits the top. And then you speak like you spoke on, like with Ileona Mar uh, being able to find that that blow up situation after the Olympics on just being able to be personality, which is exactly ironically one of the things that rugby for some reason seems to keep trying to squeeze in. Not for Ileona, but I mean in general, is like no, nobody rises above or nobody stands out to be the lightning rod to be able right. to attract attention. But it's like. You yeah, but the women are not ride. playing that. The women, I think the women's game, we're not like, yeah. we, like we're, we want to, we want to push and push and push. And not only do we want to push and push and push, we believe, I, I, the women's game, like we want to be professional. We want, like, yeah. that's what we want. So yeah, we're going to continue to push for these opportunities and I, I'm not going to stop. No way. It's a different level of hunger. It's, it's, it's yeah. that hunger. Again, whenever everything has always worked against you, it's easier to be able to be like, oh, look, I'm going to leave it all on the table. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna hold back. Why? 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 What's yeah. the point of holding back? Let's bring it all out and do. And I think again, it's taking it to the different level, and it's forced people to actually recognize that they need to do these things to attract more attention. Absolutely, or else, absolutely. And you have to put in work. I mean, you have to like everything is work. I mean, <laughs> everything is work. Um, I don't think there's not a single thing anybody gets without work, and work. that's just that's just the, the end of it. Like, just, like a lot of emails, as I said, like just work like if there's a vision and like one thing about me i'm very good at visualizing and then like mm-hmm. putting a list i visualize like what do i want like yeah. I, like what do i want and listing and then how am i going to get there and <laughs> let me today i'm going to start what a through z to what i need to do to get there um failure is not an option um ever <laughs> yo I, I love it and that's and that's fact again it goes back to that's that hunger like you need to have that drive, especially because you actually genuinely love it. And this is where I go, like the part where I I I I want rugby community people to not try and mix in like, oh, if there's something more that you want from the sport, does not inherently mean that you're taking away your passion and replacing it. It's like no, no the passion drives things. It's all, up. It's, all it's all intertwined. It's all intertwined to push the sport up. Everything is to push the sport up, to get that engagement up. I mean, it's all like it's all to help this. I mean, it all is intertwined. Right. You know, as you've been doing this rugby stuff and and going from working with the media and recruiting the people, working with the university, you know, we all have a perception of what again these from a larger scale media administration, everything, mm. everything feels very sometimes out of reach. Now that you started to get in tune with it. How have you started to feel like when you look at maybe another example from maybe other sports or other people, you hear different news about how people react to it. Or even yeah. if you hear people be like, oh, man, the administration is blanket statement or right. this media is blanket statement. Has your perception of those things changed? Because now you have a little bit more in, in, inter- understanding of the interworking or more experience engaging in that. Or do you still kind of feel like, all right. This is I. This what what I'm having is a unique experience, and that's still. Uh, I think one. I do talk to. I what I learn. I'm somebody I always want to learn from other people and yeah. other female athletes. So, like recently, I went to PR Sevens and I talked to some of the girls there and like their experiences with you know media etc. And I don't think anything that I've experienced has really been different, honestly, right. especially within the rugby women's rugby space. Right. Um, I wouldn't say I've experienced anything different than I would say the norm. I would just say on a college, I would say though, it is unique though, that I'm the fact that this we're a college club team, because usually for media coverage for college rugby, it's usually the NCAA programs who get like this amount of coverage. Um, So I would say that would be something that I would say has been something that I've like noticed. But other than that, I would say like in terms of like how, it's working on about it, but also a lot of the um, upper club women's rugby teams, call other college teams, for example, like Penn, Penn State, right. those teams. I mean, they get coverage all the time. Darn so I think, team. I think the difference is that we're just such a brand new team, and yeah. I think that was the difference. I think the difference is that we were the new kids of the block, and it just like you know what I mean. And usually, yeah. it takes usually you're a team for like a couple years. Maybe you win, you know, you win a couple, yeah, you win a couple tournaments. Um, 
maybe you have a good nationals run, that type of thing, and that's when you get the coverage is usually how that would go. And I think that was maybe the difference, that we were completely brand new. Um, we got coverage before we were even competitive. But the when that when we that season that we did the Washington Post article was our probation season before C, um, officially Actually. even getting into the CRA. Yeah. So and that is pretty unheard of. Um, so I would say that's really the only difference. But I wouldn't say in terms of like how we've gotten coverage and the experience has been different. Yeah. Wait. Are you guys playing the plan to play D two D one two A or yeah? I mean, so D one two A. Where are you guys playing at? Yeah. So we're we're CRA D two, um, okay. the women's team, and that's just that's honestly I, where we're comfortable at right now. Which, um, it's a growing program. Like it's a growing program. Even, yeah. I remember. I remember when Lindenwood first entered mm-hmm. into the scene, and they started off with D two A, and it was within five years before they made it. They, by the time they made the D1A, because yeah. again, you you set your base, set your foundation, yeah, of be course. able to create confidence and allow mm-hmm. people to play. That's where the word of mouth kicks in, and then you start recruiting out from there. Exactly, and I also think there is a development opportunity within this because there's so many other teams who are kind of going what we're going go not right. they're not new teams in a sense, but they're kind of starting over because of COVID and those numbers. So I think we have a unique opportunity within this league because like we kind of get to like learn from these other teams who have done it before and we got to we kind of get to learn from them as well as play with them and it's it's been a good experience so far yeah no you know the the reason i was asking about the previously about the perception as well is because it was something that i experienced whenever i started doing more and more media stuff okay and you know if you look at the way people talk about like let's say usa rugby you uh-huh. know it's a blank space usa rugby and it's like, oh, they're doing this and this until you start to actually interact with the people because right. now you have that entrance. And so it was like, oh, no, these guys are doing the best they can. These guys are doing what they can. These guys are doing what right. they can. Right. And so there's an empathy that goes along with it, even in the same way as creating events and stuff like that. Like now when I'm looking at events, you know, the, the empathy level of what it takes to get to that Spot. Yeah, I mean, it changes. of course, because, oh, yeah, so I, I understand your question a little bit better. Absolutely has my perspective changed. For example, I mean, yeah, I mean, when I see Serena on the TV, et cetera, et cetera, like, of course, of course, of course, because, you know, you, I have a different perspective of like, you know, what it takes, et cetera, um, right. and the hard work that goes into it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I would say that that would have been. It becomes more accessible at the same yeah. time though, because it's like, okay, I, I see this isn't, this isn't super magic. It's just like, exactly. it's, I got yeah. And I also now, and it's also now I see myself in like, for example, like I had a really bad imposter syndrome when I first yeah. started some of the um, things where I just like, I was like, like, do I deserve to be here? Like, oh, like, I just like, I just didn't really believe it that I deserved right. to be there. I think over time, like now, now I like you, you couldn't like now, obviously I've grown into myself, whatever. But I think for a while, I definitely did have that bit of imposter syndrome. But I think just like, we're just like learning from other, you know, other fe- female athletes. Um, I watched the Serena. I love Serena. Um, <laughs> <laughs> documentary on HBO. And, you know, that was like, honestly, like really inspiring to me because I mean, Serena was able to bounce back after what happened, like with her birth and everything. Right. And just like that, just like that bounce back mentality that like you, we are we are capable of all things um so i think yeah definitely for sure no i love that so kind of kind of closing out a little bit i want to ask you know you guys are about to enter into new season this will be let's say arguably your first really full season full team or not uh i would say last year okay because we had our inaugural season fall and then we played spring so i would say this is like okay so second season second 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 year, but third season, I would say. Second year, fair. Yeah, fair. about, about, yeah. So yeah. so you guys are a little bit more settled into it this year. There's no COVID that's playing as a secret, you know, though. I mean, Monkeypox wants to come play Disruptor. Yeah, but- yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually was just um talking, we were just talking our executive board in a chat about that. And we're just like, kind of just like, yeah, we don't. We don't know. I think I don't look. I look. I right now. It, you know, we obviously, know. you guys. Are, we're doing the HBC rugby classic. My mind is literally going. I'm like, come on. Like, is this is this what we're gonna do every fall? We're we just gonna scare people out from traveling right before the spring comes, and then like, so I'm like, well, no. I would say here's the thing. I yeah. don't. 
luckily they've already started pre-registration for vaccines in dc so all of us have been able to pre-register for the monkeypox vaccine cheers and i don't know what else (laughs) (laughs) and i don't know what else i don't know Honestly, like at first, the first couple days, I'm like, I'm somebody. I watched the news. The first couple days, I said, I can't watch the news. I was in complete denial. I said, I cannot watch the news. If this is the apocalypse, I'm just, I, I can't do this. I cannot do a like a these like germ like these horrible diseases every couple years. Every, right. Like, like, what are we doing? Like, I can't. I can't. I can't. It's like, look, there, there, there is a time when ignorant bliss is required. It, it's not always good. You know, it, 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 it's not always necessary in the totality, but there are moments where it's like, I just need a break. And just. I personally had a horrible COVID experience. Oh, horrible. so, so this, hits, no. this hits deep in the heart. No, this hits no, deep like, in the heart. Oh, no. Oh, no. Like, this is actually, like, I, like this is my worst nightmare, for real. And maybe, and I'm, I have um, asthma and a heart murmur, so my immune system is kind of bad, which is why mm. I think sometimes I get a little, I think that's why my COVID was so bad. But yeah, like this this is my word. Like no, just no. <laughs> at least at least COVID was inside. I mean, it, it coughed, it's hurt, it's breathing, but it's inside. This my one face? is like yo. <laughs> I would literally. I, no, I'm no. I want to get a hazmat. I want to get a hazmat. <laughs> you, you do remember you're still trying to be a nurse, right? Like, I know. This is, this That's, is your life. I was literally talking about this with my roommate, who's also a nursing major, because like I finally figured out my housing situation. Goodbye, golly me. <laughs> no, yeah, a mess, a mess. We're starting off junior year on ridiculousness. Like, so I was actually talking to my roommate about this, and I was like, so what are they gonna do? Like, are we just gonna be like the free monkeypox? Like right. rigors? Like, is that what's about to happen? No. Uh, hey, look, guys. Hey, we're ready to replace them in. Hey, just put that first line of defense over there. All right, you guys, you guys no. good? You guys All right. <laughs> like, just, oh, no. Just, no. Oh, well, I am excited for the HBC Classic, and I am, you know what? I'm really crossing my fingers that by the time that comes around, this is contained. It's gonna be settled. gone. Like we're, we're, settled. We're, we're, settled. We're, at least settled. At least we're all vaccinated, and it's like it's like a, yes. it's like it's settled. It's settled. Yes. Kind of settled. Yes. Yeah. But I was gonna ask, how do you guys? How do you feel about the team? You know, where where the women are at their place? You know, obviously mentally. Obviously, you guys are gonna be just coming back in in the next few weeks. But like, yeah, from, I mean, as it's felt leaving out until going into. This, I think we needed this break. I needed this yeah. break. I think. Yeah. I think this inaugural year of programming was all for me. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. And I really needed the summer to relax. I'm still have another. I I still have one more trip right before. So literally like two days before class starts (laughs) because like I needed this. I just, I work better when I'm like regrouped and like now, because I think when you're grinding, 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 you almost lose sight of like what the goal is because you're just Word. working. You're just working. Word. So now I think I've, I've like regrouped. And I'm like, oh, okay, like, oh, we regrouped. Like, let's get back. Like, I'm, you know, back to the forefront of like what the goals are, etc. Um, and I hope my team, I, and I think my teammates have also been able to have that time. I've been, we've kept in touch, um, all of us here and there, but we've really tried to just honestly rest because I mean, all of us have had, all of us one way or another have sacrificed something or, mm. you know, pulled something or what, just all of us have had something with trying right. to get this off the ground. Um, so I definitely think we all just more than deserve that time, coach inclu- coaches included. And mm. I think with that time away, we've been able all to regroup. HU to where there's a lot of HU26 girls who are coming in. And I know I personally am so excited for that. Um, I'm I love, love, love bringing new girls into this game. Um, I think it. that's so important. So I'm very excited for what the future holds. Um, actually, right before I got onto this podcast, I was looking our emails for our fall schedule. We're in the midst of finalizing that right now. Nice. Um, so we're playing and, you know, getting everybody that experience, um, especially these un- up- incoming girls who are coming in. So I think we have a really good season ahead. Um, I think it's going to be a really good learning season. I think um, I think it's going to be a, a much more settled season because, I mean, we, we've learned. There's so much we've learned. Um, and also just the preparation. 
I think I now I we know what to prepare for in a sense. Where versus like I feel like last season, um, our inaugural season, we just we had flying no, off the seat no, of your we, pants. Well, yeah, I just had, I had no idea. I mean, also I was a, I was a, a underclassman. I I had no. I, I'm still kind of like figuring out Howard itself, figuring out DC. I, now I actually like, kind of know my way around the city. Um, nice. I don't like just that. Like I mean, I'm still driving with GPS last season. Okay, like, <laughs> I feel like I feel like there's nothing shameful that the DC's got so much traffic and so many winds and turns that you're gonna always need it. I talked to Chetta Emba about this before, and she was like, whenever she was living in DC for the living, she was just like, look, I I just had to figure out how to deal with the twists and turns that go with these one ways and all these yeah. directional. So it's so that in itself, yeah, and just also like, you know. Um, getting back on campus for the first time and like how we're yeah. still kind of figuring it out. There's just so much, so Word. so so much, um, and I feel like now like it's just a, a lot. It's more settled. We have the contacts. We have like it's just settled. It's just settled. We know what to expect. We know like kind of when to start. What conversations? Like what we just a lot more settled than Excellent. last season where it was just like everything from pretty much scratch from scratch literally scratch i mean i don't cook but yeah i'm from scratch <laughs> <laughs> you you were a true chef in this situation <laughs> seriously so i'm very excited to not start from scratch nothing <laughs> word word now believe me i understand this feeling so well <laughs> so well yeah <laughs> it doesn't get it doesn't make it easier. It just makes it simpler. And it's just like, yeah. okay, I got the system. The system is is there. Just let me put the stuff into place now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I'm, I'm feeling good about it. I'm feeling good about it. Um, I'm hoping um, now, again, as I said, we're really getting into our time with student life. So I'm Word. really hoping that's – I think that's going to really increase our recruiting because yep. student life always has, like, outreach and stuff. And I think being, like, in those fairs and stuff, like – I, my goal, I would love to have an A and a B team. That um, I mean, if you that's a full having that full team, it means that you have recruits and you have people prepping up for the next year because and now, people to practice against. Because like, there's people who want to play but they don't want to compete. Okay, right. so practice, like right. practice, and then that's helping them. That that's right. helping them develop, and it's helping us p- players who want to compete and players who are competing develop as well because we have people to practice against and people to get exactly. reps against. Um, exactly. and not only that, it's developing the game. Like that's how you develop the game. Um, that's how you, that's how it stays in generations to come. Um, so yeah, that's ultimately my goal. And I think with now getting into student life, I think that goal is now more attainable than ever. Um, no, I, I I like that. And, and, and look, it, it, I think, especially look, you already know how to be able to communicate out this message so well. So as you create more of your, just create more, as I say, hands for yourself, being able to have more people being able to continue that communicate, just yeah. continues to roll. It just rolls exactly. Out. And I also think now difference, like last season, we we didn't go in when we first started. It was just like me and Daniel, um, yeah. and coaches. Now we have an executive. Now we have an executive board. So yeah. it's not just me pumping up the message. It's six other people pumping up the message. Exactly. And, I, you know what? Six hands are always better than one. I'll, I'll say this all day, every day. Um, Facts. It's a group effort. It's a group effort. It's a group effort. So yeah, I'm very excited for what's to come. Hey, look, I, I, I'm here for that. Hey, I, I'm learning that in this iteration of the HBC Rugby Classic of being able to utilize more than just one person to do everything. It is a, it's an amazing level of uh, stress relief. So I, mm-hmm. I thank you guys very much for that one as well too. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> but you know where can people find you guys and uh be able to yeah um how women's rugby instagram we're pretty active on instagram um and then howrugbyclub.org that our website has absolutely everything on um media appearances games literally everything youtube links everything so howrugbyclub.org is where everyone can find us um Little self promo, little self promo. I was gonna say, you know, make sure you turn it right. Turn it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> little self promo. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, Howard Rugby Club. Find all our information, anything about the team, and if you want to support. I love it. I love it. Takunda, thank you so much for coming through. I yes. appreciated this on the realist. This was yes, of course. Great. Let me know when you post this, and I will send over a picture, like right now. 
Absolutely perfect, perfect, perfect. And we're gonna do this again because uh, we're definitely doing another update. Uh, I, I, oh I, yeah, I, I think I lo- there's. I feel like especially as time goes on, there's. I mean, I'm always working on stuff. Um, right now, um, I am going to my junior, so I am starting to think about like my next steps and having those conversations. So yeah, definitely, there'll be lots to update on. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Kunda, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us and being able to be on here. And guys, I thank you so much for taking the time to listen. We've got some great episodes. And of course, if you guys feel like it's relevant, please share it with friends and family. Last week, we had Kasachi cheering Ganji. Uh, before, we had Daniel DeValera of Howard Rugby. And we've had so many amazing guests that you guys can see. Check out the catalog, get the information, life stories, and just be able to go delve in deep into uh, what's really happening over here um and of course i want you guys to know i hope that you're happy i hope that you're healthy and i hope that you know that you are highly favored until next time cheers